Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, welcome to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. You could have chose to spend your time anywhere. You rock with me today. Thank you. I never take that lightly. Before we get into it, let my beat drop. Yes, yes, that's right. Welcome to Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you ain't in shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen to the Medicine Ball Podcast Where we focus on giving your brain a six pack By exercising your mind Now exercising your mind means that you actively think about And deal with all situations by first Seeking to do anything other than what you are normally programmed And or comfortable in doing Now if you're someone who struggles and wants to get better At thinking about things beforehand As opposed to reacting in ways that require less effort Well just like anything you want to get better at It does require training practice and work now i'm well aware that thinking about things beforehand as opposed to responding off instinct does require effort and who doesn't prefer things that are easy well the first step my friends can be very easy and that's to begin to look at all things from an unbiased point of view which in itself will increase your curiosity in life now exercising your mind won't give you all the answers you will however begin to look at things with more peace understanding and patience while simultaneously equipping yourself with more tools and strategies to help you effectively deal with this thing called life now before we go any further i'm no doctor no psychiatrist no psychologist i have however been diagnosed with bipolar disorder level one for 16 years and to be honest i got to a point in my life where i was looking at the person i was becoming versus the person i wanted to be and that among other things required me to look at my mental health responsibly so whether or not you're diagnosed or know someone who's diagnosed or have symptoms or just want to know more about it it doesn't matter maybe you're one of the many people who could just use some tips tricks and different ideas to help you get through day-to-day life pull up a seat kick up your feet this is your family man welcome home no judgment zone this week's episode episode 602 maximizing emotions that's right me let's jump right into today's topic yeah yeah let's go let's go let's go ladies and gentlemen gentlemen and ladies welcome to another week another episode of the medicine ball podcast this is season six and this is episode two maximizing emotions or me not sure if i used that before but let's just talk about the podcast for a second and i think it's important that i be transparent and continue to do some of the base foundational things that i did when i first started the podcast and incorporate myself as well and i'm really big on you know as i speak to people coach people acquire clients which by the way you, you reach out to me i am accepting clients and so forth and so on i'm really big on like being up front with with failures and, and whatnot because what happens is it's it, it's just human nature to you know if you've worked on yourself you're going to exude those things you worked on whether it be patience kindness communication so forth so on and as i deal with more people and continue to interact with people coaching giving them advice so forth and so on i'm realizing that the questions that i'm being asked in relation to how did i cultivate these habits patterns and thought processes are indication that i'm not shining enough light on the hard times that i'm going through or the actual work and the part of that has to do with me and ego because you know especially when i was dealing with the music and throwing parties and everything i was really arrogant like cocky i was just doing too much like when i go back and look at some of my social media so forth and so on I, I'm disgusted in a lot of ways, and I know it's growth, but I was doing too much. So because of that, I'm very careful about coming off as braggadocious or arrogant or like I'm trying to down talk some somebody. So I don't 
always say like, yo, I, I, I cry. You know what I mean? I, I have difficulties. I have frustrating things as well going on in my life as well. You, you, you know what I mean? And I know that I'm chose to be in this position and do what I'm doing with trying to help people and motivate and inspire people. So with that responsibility or with me stepping into something like that, I realize if somebody's reaching out for me and this all goes together, reaching out to me to talk to me or vent to me or ask me for advice, I'm medicine ball in a lot of situations and circumstances to these people. They don't really, and I know it sounds harsh, but I'm just a realist. They don't care necessarily at that point about what I'm going through or if I had a good night's sleep or if I'm grumpy or if I had to just wake up and 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 get an increase on my insurance bill and call and build the phone within an hour or the fact that my habits and routines as I was down in Florida have totally got me out of sync with even doing the podcasting. And so I'm sharing all of this to let y'all know, number one, the podcast is smoking my boots right now, you know, uh, and, and a lot of it is is muscle memory. You know, um, when I'm at my house, I have a whole studio uh, set up with multiple monitors and all this equipment It's comfortable. It's not hot and humid all the time. You, you know what I mean? And so forth and so on. And, you know, I'm just practicing. And I'm letting you guys know my struggles and my thought process so you could kind of get something out of it. But it's just like, I know this stuff. Like, yo, if you don't cultivate certain patterns, habits, and routines, you're going to break them. It takes this long to get out of the process of it. So I had to talk to myself as I'm scrambling to do these because I've done, like, multiple shows and snippets and all of that. Like, I I'm too hard on myself often. And... Another thing that I'm aware of when it comes to, you know, I'm really big on situational awareness. And I say that because it's funny to me at time and by no means am I perfect at all. I fumble a lot. But I just think people in general, when they being mentally lazy, we right, we're going to be talking about that a lot in this season or just being a human, only worried about themselves or moving too fast we just have this tendency. We're very good at like making bad situations worse, right? So timing, situational awareness and things of that nature. These are all things that I'm very, very big on, very keen and aware of. And when it comes to, I feel like I hear often when people are good at like helping others with their problems or with the business or cultivating an idea or seeing what others are good at, it's, it's a gift from God. I truly believe that because quite often when you're good at that and there's stories in the Bible that show this. But when you're good at that, like you're not going to be good at doing it for yourself, if that makes sense. So a lot of this and we're going to talk about it more emotion and empathy on the next episode. But a lot of the way, reasons and ways that I'm able to help people and I may come off so direct and short is because, of course, and I even realized this. And I want y'all to under, follow me here. I even realized this because all of this is understanding your emotions and so forth and so on. But I realized that I'm looking at these things for, as a spectator. And when you're looking at something as a spectator, but you're being asked about it, what happens is you're taking emotion out of it because you don't have no emotional attachment. So let me give an example of something I'm talking about. I'm not going to put this person's name out there, and I'm not here to dog, but it's just to give you an example. And I've spoken with them about it, about it. So if they listen to this podcast episode, you know, everything is cool. So I have somebody, she's a, a, a young lady, that is dealing with a custody situation with her child and her baby's father. 
And long story short, it's the situation where the child is at one parent's house half of the school week and at the other parent's house the other half of the school week. So I'm not even going to get bogged down in the details, but of course, she's a mother. And I don't have no kids, so I'm careful with the things I say when it comes to speaking or helping or, you know, commentating on a situation that involves somebody parenting. But I will say this, I am qualified Right. I was an actual after school program director, elementary school teacher, a boys. And I'm talking like young ages, six all the way up to 12 basketball coach. I, I you, you know what I mean? So I'm qualified because I dealt with kids and had to deal with parents. Right. So I understand that as a mother and to be honest with with her in a lot of the instances, I agree. But she feels like the kid would be better in schoolwork, would be better developed in life and so forth, so on, if the kid is child is with her. And she's speaking to me and she's just like, I don't understand why the courts don't see da-da-da-da-da-da. Now, mind you, I realize what's going on with the situation, so forth and so on, but I'm answering because she's asking me in a non-emotional and like a, an advice way. Right. Because I always try to clarify or I'm trying to get better at clarifying, hey, you want me to be here as just the ear as a friend or do you want advice? And, and, and like, you know, I'm going to keep it real. So I'm telling her things like, well, I, I hear what you're saying. But if it was that open and shut because she's like, I have all this proof. And I'm like, well, if it was that open and shut and you had all this proof, then the courts probably wouldn't, you know, they would probably side with you. So in the midst of all of this that's going on, she has court dates coming up and it's revealed that she don't have a good relationship with her lawyer. Now, if I mentioned previous times, a couple of times often, my sister, you know, she does that. She's a judge. So I have a little bit of insight, but um, she goes and it doesn't play out the way she wanted it to. And you know, we're discussing it and without giving me any details, you know, I was kind of like, well, you have to look at how it looks, you know, it, it may look a certain way, you know, when you're in the middle of a custody battle, unfortunately, a lot of times it can be a war, right? And I, I just told her, I was like, if you feel like your, you know, baby father is doing better, the fact of it is, is in this particular situation, that's because he's operating with less emotion and more logic. I was like, you have to pause and think. Uh, it looks a certain way when you're trying to say you're organized and you're capable and you have things together and so forth and so on. But the next day, you know, you're having lawyer issues or you're telling the judge you're going to switch your lawyer. And then furthermore, what she had mentioned and I left out, now your idea is to defend yourself. And I was like, if it was me personally and it was a high stake or emotional situation for me, I have enough awareness to know that, like, I don't want to defend myself in that situation because I'm going to make choices that are more emotional than logical. And after I kind of talk with her, she, you know, and she's still wrestling with it, but she understood where I was coming from. And she was like, well, how are you able to do this? And this goes back to why I'd be transparent with you guys talking about the podcast. She was like, how are you able to do that? You think through it so easily. And I started to tell her like, yo, it's not easy. It's the work. It's the reading of the books. It's the journaling. It's the conversations I have with myself. It's the realization of when I am being too hard. It's the realization when I am being unrealistic. It's a lot of things that go into that. And then I started thinking what it really is. A lot of people, gurus, psychiatrists, psychologists will most likely tell people that it's important that we manage our emotions. Manage our emotions. 
And I thought about that for a second. And, you know, I'm just a verbal guy. You know what I mean? Caveman tactics. When things don't make sense, I start going back to breaking it down. So I was like, okay, so what does it mean to manage? And the thing about managing is, is you're, in so many ways, holding accountable someone or something else that you're not directly related with if that makes sense so if you're a project manager you're in charge of that project and what happens with that project and that encompasses all of the employees and so forth and so on you can't necessarily go and just knock that project out yourself if you're a basketball coach right who they call as a manager you in charge of everything that happens on that floor and, and on that team think about how many old school basketball players or football players who were like hall of fame veterans they michael jordan he can't get out there though you're managing something so i i, I get that idea but i don't like the verbiage of it so let's keep it within sports so i started looking at you know some of my favorite athletes and some of my favorite people and y'all already know kobe being since the highest to me and just like Kobe studied Jordan and basketball and other things, I study a lot of the things that Kobe said and the way that he operated, his mindset and his Mamba mentality. And then I started looking at other clutch performers when it comes to sports. So let's look at Tom Brady, who was the last person selected. And we all going to we know Tom Brady's not the best in shape or let's 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 stay right there with the football reference and the quarterback. A majority of quarterbacks. There's a handful in the NFL of athletic stud buff quarterbacks, maybe like Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. There's a couple of youngins out there running around doing their thing. Justin Fields. But the average quarterback, when I think about Joe Montana, Tom Brady, my favorite quarterback, Peyton Manning. These guys weren't the most athletic in an athletic sport. So I started looking at it more and I realized what I think is the difference. Those guys and the greats and people who could perform under pressure or in the clutch, they are able to maximize their emotions. Now, let me get into that a little bit more. Let's go back to my uh, friend I was talking about with that. She's right to be upset and angry with the way that it's playing out. And some of the things that her baby father doing. And I told her like, yo, he trash. You know what I mean? But I just don't want to spend energy and effort just talking about how trash somebody who we know is trash is. Like, I want to put that energy and effort into solving the problem in a click. You got to be able to maximize your emotions. If you're angry, well, maybe you're angry. And, and again, I want to pause for a second because maximizing your emotions is also it goes synonymously with being able to have situational awareness and emotional intelligence which i've talked about plenty of times before but i'm real big on that situational awareness thing real big on the situational awareness and it's it's just like the timing you follow me and I get it. A lot of people, because we're bred to be selfish and it goes back to this empathy thing, which, which is important, which is why a lot of people have problems communicating and dealing with different personalities and so forth and so on. You have to have situational awareness. So I want to make that clear before you go into this, starting to maximizing your emotions, you must have situational awareness and you still must manage your emotions. Right. But we're going to take it from managing to getting the most out of it. So I want to make that clear. If you're angry or upset, right, or someone did you wrong, your feelings, your emotions, they might be justified, but the timing may not be right to be the most advantageous for you. 
Like I said with the young lady, I was like, yo, you're, you're perfectly right to be upset and angry and all of that. But if you represent yourself, that's not the arena to display that because they're going to look at you someone, uh, some, some kind of way. Like I always say, nobody listens to the angry person. And I think we need to first understand that just because we're not displaying how we feel or displaying our emotions at the time of the incident doesn't mean that we're giving the person a pass. Right. Because what I'm simultaneously trying to get across is that when you're able to do this in itself, just by realizing like, hey, or asking yourself, is it appropriate to express this emotion outwardly in this situation? If you just pause and ask yourself that you're already inputting more logic over emotion for the situation because you're thinking about it first. Right. So I want to make that make that clear. Now, so once we identify that we go into managing them, anger is. And again, there's a ton of emotions, man. Like, I, and I've said this before, even when people try to, I mean, oh, you're emotional. What? Like, it, it's sad because the average person I talk to just in general and passionate about emotions, they can only identify like seven emotions and it's more emotions than that. Go look it up. You know what I'm saying? Take some initiative, but we have to first, let's start there. You should probably go identify as many emotions as you can. So that way you're not putting yourself in a box. Right. Because sometimes what we perceive as anger might just be annoyance. It might be anxiousness. These are just feelings. So it's best for you. And all of this goes into personal growth and development because these things have to do with triggers and situations and knowing how to set things up. But try to identify more than happy, angry. You, you see what I'm saying? Make more emotions because it's an intellectual way of thinking. It's going to start exercising your mind. Right. It's so many times where I had to stop myself and I might even say it out loud. But again, it comes back to emotional discipline. Like, man, this, this has got me upset. Now I got to pause myself and be like, well, wait, are you really upset? Or are you just annoyed? Is it just something that's inconvenient? And you're blowing it out of proportion. So you want to start identifying the emotions because then you'll be able to also tell yourself, like, yo, if I express this outwardly in this situation, is that going to be appropriate? And again. A lot of this has to do with stepping outside of yourself and quit just thinking about how we feel, what we want to get off. So often we, we, we play victim and we just give in to that emotion and it feels good. It's almost like a drug. It's like a drug. It's a hit. Oh, you're going to chump this person out right now. Okay, that's cool. You chumped them out. But now a week later, you need something from them. You, you can't do it. But you got your victory early on. You have to maximize your emotions. Then harness them. If it is annoyance, find some way to deal with that energy. A lot of times emotions are synonymous with the energy that your body is feeling. If you're angry, this is what I do. And, and anger is realistic. Nine times out of ten before I do something that's going to just be like unlogical or illogical, I'm going to use that same energy to get it done. I just mentioned at the beginning of this, man, yo. USAA sent me an email like 2, 3 a.m. in the morning talking about, a.k.a. your insurance rate up, went up. Now, mind you, they just had a rate increase at the beginning of the year. So I had to, like, like, dad, y'all going to hit me twice within eight months? I haven't had no accidents, no tickets, none of that. So I got anxious at first. I was upset at this time in the morning. I was angry, getting all bothered. I couldn't even fall asleep. Then I had to tell myself, bro. First of all, it was arrogance on my part. And this is how you maximize your, 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 your emotions. Follow me. 
it was arrogance because like bro this you I do and and again this is logical thinking now we have to be able to identify the difference between emotional and logical thinking right and logical time like bro who do you think you is you think you're the only person who had insurance rate increase bro you think everybody who ain't got these people in this area didn't get a rate increase so that's number one identifying like y'all being selfish and i'm arrogant number two bro it's simple it's annoying I'm a nerd, so I quickly add it up to how much extra it is a year and then start being like, yo, I can pay this much. But, I mean, like, what you going to do, bro? It's not the worst. They not revoking your insurance. Number three, be thankful. And really, thankfulness needs to go closer to the top because, like, bro, at least you have a car. At least you have a means to, to, to pay the insurance. And I know it sounds corny. and It shouldn't sound corny. If it sounds corny to you, you selfish, you entitled. It is a blessing to have a car. It's a lot of people walking right now. Because a lot of people can't afford the insurance, so it is a blessing. Find your blessings in it, and then channel that energy. So after I did that, I went on to sleep. No, I paused. I got an uh, iPhone now. I'm part of the game. We're going to talk about it on another episode, but I didn't go to sleep. Right then, after I took a breath and, and thought through it, time to maximize your my emotions, right? Okay, I'm angry. Can't do nothing about it. I'm being unreasonable. Cool. Hey, Siri, make sure you tell me to call my insurance company at this time. Bro, I was up before the alarm, called them folks, politely waited on the phone. Long story short, my insurance ended up with tenacity, with that same angry energy. I didn't outwardly express it, right? I can't call them, hey, what the? Nah. But with that same energy, I maximized that and used that energy to get something accomplished. Because I ended up getting my insurance lower than to what it was before the initial first rate increase. But if I wouldn't have checked my emotions and just got all down and out about it and da 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 da, I probably would have got distracted, not made that call or put the call off until they charge. They gonna charge me tomorrow. And I know it sounds corny, you know I'm 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 money mindful. Like I just save myself fifty additional dollars tomorrow. But you can't do that if you're emotion. Let's think about Kobe, and I love telling this story, man. You have to know how to maximize your emotions. Now, sometimes when you do this, you have to play the long game. And that's another thing. Patience is key when it comes to this. Man, I'll never forget it, man. I know y'all so tired of me talking about Kobe, but I don't care. Man, it, it was a playoff game. I don't even remember. I want to say maybe the Kings. But long story short, they was talking about Kobe was shooting the ball too much, right? <laughs> now, Kobe did a double take because what he politely did was come out there I believe, and didn't shoot a shot the entire next game for like a majority. I think he shot in the first quarter, didn't shoot a shot. He passed it the rest of the game. They got blown out. Now, on that level, and this is goatness, this is greatness, this is how you maximize your emotion. On that level, it's like, oh, he's immature. Oh, look at him. He saw it. Oh, he didn't get the ball. Da, 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 da. Kobe came back the next game, and y'all know what happened. And I want to say they won the chip that year. But that took a little criticism. That took not folding into just firing back at people and proving a point. Because now you could go on YouTube and look up. These stories are classic about how he held his people accountable. You got to maximize your emotions. Again, you have to be aware. I'll give you a, a, another example. Sometimes I have a tendency to be too laid back and too nonchalant. Now, mind you, the first thing is I'm able to identify, aware, and, and understand that and know that that's something I need to work on, right? I also have a tendency to sometimes panic and be a little bit too high energy in the wrong situation. Because guess what? I'm human too. Again, I, I think it's important that I, I make it clear to y'all, I, 
I, I have losses. I take L's all day. You feel what I'm saying? I get the big W. But anyway, um, I remember a situation, and this was probably a little bit early on in my transition and journey of just being more aware and working on myself, et cetera, et cetera. Man, long story short, in Atlanta, they got these little narrow roads when you get downtown, downtown, like Lakewood, if you know, you know. And the houses on these streets, I don't know what it is. It was a bad design because, long story short, people end up parking on the streets of these narrow roads. Now, if you've been to Atlanta or a city that's similar, you realize it's like downtown in the city, there's houses on each side, this little narrow road that you already got squeezed to, and there's people parking on the street. I'm coming down one of those joints that, like, literally, it wasn't no speed. It wasn't no speed because the damage was minimal. But long story short, some lady in the car just opened her car door. Now, when she opened her car door, it hit my my uh, passenger side mirror, right? And I pulled over because, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, wow, she just, because the first thing I'm thinking is I'm glad she ain't just open the door and hop out. I wasn't going super fast, but still, it's a moving car. Man, this lady hop out and start going, oh, what you want to do? Oh, man, I ain't see you. Da, 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 da. Oh, man, yeah, you going to get it. You want to get it? What you trying to do? Okay, fine then. I'm going to call the cop. Before I can even do anything, she all worked up, and she just calls the cops. Now, mind you, a part of me at that second when she was all worked up and high energy and anger upset was like, dang, this is my fault. You know what I'm saying? Like, what she can, what could she do? I feel like I've seen a commercial, the insurance commercial, where somebody opens their door and it gets taken off and so forth and so on. So then I had to calm down. Early on in my development, I'm realizing the angry guy, um, you know what I mean? Nobody listens to the angry guy. I'm waiting. I'm letting her go off. And, and, and y'all, I got sisters. I'm qualified to speak like this, to speak my truth. Strong black woman. I love them, but I know how it be. A black lady cop pulled up. So, again, situational awareness. So, at that point, what I did was I sat on the, uh, on the, you know, the curb next to my car politely. Took a deep breath and started thinking. Now, as I'm thinking, like, what she's saying, because, of course, the cop didn't even acknowledge me. She just went out and walked right over to the lady, let her tell her story. And the younger me would have been trying to see what was going on and been anxious and been trying to interject. I sat back. I relaxed. You know what I mean? She eventually came over to me and asked me my story. Calmly explaining. And as I'm explaining, I realized, like, yo, she hit my door on the passenger side window. You feel what I'm saying? Had it been my fault or I've been able to be held liable, like it would have had to at least be a situation where she opened the door and the front end of my car was still coming to where I could have stopped. If she hit my passenger side window, my front end is already past her door. What you want me to do? So I'm thinking that I expressed that to the cop. Long story short, I ain't get the ticket. But had I been worked up, had I not maximized my emotions by being like, yo, let me use my nonchalant side. Let me swap it. Let me use my chill, laid back, you know, side to sit on this curb while she's doing her thing, even though I know she's wilding and just, you know what I mean? And let me use my, you know, energetic side to, to, to put into some thinking this through, right? Let me put my energy into thinking, breathing, okay, breathing, identify what's going on, situational awareness, okay, black woman, I might not need to even raise my voice, let alone take my hand out my pocket, you feel what I'm saying? Okay, cool, boom, what happened? Well, it really wasn't my fault. I was able to maximize that. And switch it up to, to make the situation be more advantageous or come out better for me. So in recap, man. Because, uh, you know, like I said with the podcast, man, I'm coming from a situation. 
you know, and even down in Florida when I first got there, and again, I'm coming from a situation where I haven't really been exercising my I've been posting on social media, but when it comes to this, writing out topics, I haven't been doing it. So, of course, it's tougher for me. But even when I was down in Florida, um, an average day for me would be waking up, you know what I mean, taking Mamba out, going to deal with crabs, doing hard physical work, which I wasn't. I was working from home, so I wasn't used to. And there was many times where... I promise you, man, I might have said at least to my people at least a dozen times, like, yo, I'm about to dip. Like, I even had money saved in this situation to where, like, if I needed to exit, I was always going to have bread to get home. And the stakes were high. And the easiest thing to do right then would be to just walk away and leave. And now I've invested time into something that I'm not going to get a return out of. And there's no potential for me to even make more. Uh, I mean, listen, it, it's awesome out there. You know, when you out there on the airboat chasing gators, right? Going deep into the uh, deeper parts of the Gulf, you know, uh, wakeboarding and doing all that cool stuff is awesome, but it's work. It's a grind. It is a grind. And the easiest thing to do would be to quit. But sometimes we have to realize that the only way we're going to get better at anything, whether it be maximizing our emotions, doing hard work, being more patient, learning how to create content. I mean, even with the content thing, right? If this was me when I was at the peak of throwing parties and doing music, but I was on focus on mental health, I would have been, man, my social media game with this would be crazy. But I, 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 I'm real big on humbleness. And so I have to manage it in a way to where I don't get carried away. I can still keep who I am and, and still get my message across. Sometimes the only way we could get better is things, and I'm going to talk about the story about the eagle on another episode, but like you got to go through some hard situations. How will you ever know how to deal with a high-pressure situation? Or how would you ever know how to control your emotions when the, when, when, when the stakes is high if you don't at least try to practice? And I'm going to be real with y'all. A lot of times when it comes to our emotions, we take the wrong approach and we feel the wrong way because we're being selfish. Our thought processes are selfish. If we just paused, and I preach this a, a bunch because the key to maximizing your emotions and being able to understand situations better is putting yourself in understanding the other person. A lot of times if, if we just we, we pause and we think about what they may have gone through and hell, I don't know, maybe put ourselves in the shoes and look at the fact that we may be wrong. And these are things you can't do if you not maximizing your emotions or you just letting your emotions go willy nilly or you don't realize that, hey, guess what? You can kind of control your emotions and use those energies and those feelings and apply them to a more appropriate situation. Now, is this always the case? No. If it's something traumatic or something of that nature, you know, of course, certain things happen. But in those situations where let's even build on that when I say certain things happen, man, when you start getting angry or upset or anxious or even happy and euphoric sometimes certain scientific scientific things happen your heart beats faster 
you know, blood cells take more oxygen, blood starts rushing more, adrenaline uh, releases, certain hormones and, and chemicals are released into your body to make sure you're aware and alert and things of that nature. And just scientifically, when you're like that, if you're going to that situation without understanding what's going on and how that can be detrimental to making a logical decision or action, if you just if you just let it go, it's a very, very dangerous place. It could be a very dangerous place and you will guarantee to make a bad situation worse. But it starts with first realizing that that's happening and that might not always be advantageous. And that will lead to you to start to question yourself, which which is good. Questioning yourself gets you to think and to be honest with you, to be knowledgeable, to be more empathetic, to be more understanding, to be more patient, to be more level headed. It starts with questioning yourself and not automatically assuming the way that you're thinking and going and feeling about things is logical or appropriate. And even that in itself is okay. So as I wrap up this episode, man, getting smoked by this podcast, I realized that in my logical moments, there's stuff to be learned from here. There's development to be gained. There's stories to be told. And if I keep trying and keep going at it and have the proper attitude about it, I'm positive Medicine Ball is going to be fine and succeed. Yo, I'm going to wrap up this episode. I didn't talk much about Florida, but we got it coming, man. Y'all like, subscribe, share. Send this to a friend, man. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make these in a way to where if you may be in an argument with somebody or something like that and emotions are high, maybe y'all could listen to this. Reach out to me. It's not enough for y'all. I got people reaching out to me here and there, but what do y'all want to know? What questions do y'all want to know? Whether it be medicine, you know, uh, whether it be dealing with the loved ones. I know, man, you know, my father is dealing with PTSD and God just works in weird ways because when I first got diagnosed, he was so cynical about mental health. And now I'm actually in a place in a position to where I can help him. But even that, those are tough discussions. So let me know what y'all want to talk about. Like I said, I got an iPhone, so I guess group messaging could come first. I don't mind. You know what I mean? Y'all stay up. Be empathetic to yourself. Maximize your emotions and whatever y'all do. You got this. I love you. Stay up. Yeah, yeah. Thank you